Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. Today I'm joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chickren on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. We're going to be discussing Sansa's, uh, Sansa's eighth and final chapter in A Clash of Kings. Um, all the usual trigger warnings. Um, so I guess let's jump right in. And Sansa is in the Great Hall. She's watching this sort of victory ceremony of sorts. And uh, everyone's dressed in their finest and jostling for a good spot to view. And Tywin has this big, like, I mean, he's not dramatic, but the entrance is dramatic. That You know, they describe the warhorse has, like, red steel armor and all the really gaudy Lannister gold ornamentation. Right. This is, love. like, the height, the height of <laughs> Lannister, like, gaudy over-the-top fashion garbage right here. <laughs> I love how, like, you know, of course it's George who has to make, oh, and the horse, like, sort of, I guess it's turning or something because the horse shits at the bottom of the throne, you know, the steps or whatever. <laughs> yes, uh, some very vivid imagery. Thank you, George, for that. <laughs> uh, you know, Joffrey's kind of, it sounds like he's hamming it up. He makes a big show of asking Tywin to accept the responsibility of the realm, taking care of the realm until he comes of age, and he proclaims him the savior of the city uh gosh um <laughs> it's kind of uh there's you know it's just so over the top and there's a fanfare of trumpets they're greeting each of the you know quote unquote heroes and um i sort of say like the pride of place is giving to mace tyrell and his sons um they're the first after tywin to come up and sir loris and sir garland um you know and joffrey's praising their support and offers them a boon and uh, Sir Loras asks to serve in Joffrey's King's Guard, and Joffrey's like, you know, done, calls him brother, and, you know, they're all, you know, it's all like happy family. And Sir Garland asks Joffrey to marry Marjorie and wed their houses together for all time. Uh, you know, and all this is big show. Joffrey's, and Sansa knows this. It's kind of Joffrey's making a show of looking surprised. And, you know, he explains, oh, he's promised to another. And Cersei, you know, gets to her feet and tells him that the small council has judged that it would be so inappropriate. Yada, yada, traitor's daughter. And, you know, this can't happen now. And, you know, of course, the crowd is erupting into, like, give us Marjorie, no traitor queens. Um, and and it's just so great. But Joffrey pauses to bring up his holy vow. Um, and then the cue the next actor, the High Septon, steps forward, um, tells him, as far as the faith is concerned, their marriage contract, you know, his marriage contract with Sansa is no longer valid, so he's free to marry Marjorie. And, you know, cheers break loose. And Sansa's kind of like, this whole time, just come on, I get it over with. And finally, he announces that he's got her wet Marjorie. And, you know, I guess we could stop here for a bit. She's like, you know, she yeah. really has to hide her happiness. I love, I, love that, I love that they have rehearsed this whole thing. And it's this whole, like, faux, <laughs> like, each of the Tyrells is asking Joffrey for something. And Joffrey is very magnanimously, whatever, granting it. Like, it, the whole thing is so funny. Like, 
and you can just imagine like Cersei making everybody rehearse this ahead of time. <laughs> oh like you did. This. You they did this. must have. They had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like after Joffrey says this, then by Septon, you will come in and you'll say this, and like, oh my god. <laughs> and she probably made Sansa watch because Sansa knows what's happening. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Sansa was in on it. Sansa knows. Sansa has been commanded to look, you know, so sad. And uh, I think it oh, yeah. literally Distraught. said that Cersei said told yes. her to look abandoned. Yes. Try to look abandoned. <laughs> that was my next. Yeah, that was the next one. She she couldn't humiliate Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. And, you know, it's sad because, of course, Sansa's, like, thinking this is her free, but but during that same conversation where Cersei had ordered her to look humiliated, Sansa asked her, you know, what's going to happen next? But Cersei kind of only responded that, for now, you know, she's going to remain at court as their ward. And um, Sansa says she expressed, I want to go home. And Cersei's just irritated. She's like, you should have learned by now none of us get the things we want. You know, Cersei's all about that. She's all about, like, dampening anybody's, like, <laughs> hope. And oh, she's a she's <laughs> a classic joy killer. That's our Cersei. <laughs> oh, man. And this thing, it's just going on and on. Um, as I say, the more lords are continuing. It's this procession to receive their honors. And, you know, the, the, it's 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 a long process and then they get to i guess i'm jumping ahead a little bit about the knights but okay so the, the next sort of lesser birth people who distinguish themselves in battle and this sort of this they say the lord of house foot i don't i don't think it's foot hey, but it's foot and um is given the lands of house karen and jasmine peckledon is given a sword a suit of plate and a choice of any warhorse in the royal stables doing this kind of thing and he gets a knighthood once he comes of age uh sir lancel is not in attendance because he has pretty serious injuries um but he's granted the lands castle and the rights of house dairy um they had like a child lord and he perished in the fighting in the riverlands uh Peter Baelish receives Castle Harrenhal and is named Lord Paramount of the Trident. And I thought this was kind of cool. You know, Sansa's thinking to herself, like, you know, she's like, why is he happy? And, you know, Harrenhal is cursed. And not to mention the Lannisters just don't hold it. And, you know, she she knows that other lords aren't going to accept Baelish, like, basically unless they're forced to do so. And she's kind of, like, comforting herself. Well, even if he does end up, like, you know, becoming this whole lord you know, what is it, Paramount of the, of the Trident, that Rob's going to beat him. That's what she's telling us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the kind of un- under story of all this is, is, you know, the current uh, Lord Paramount of the Riverlands is, of course, her grandfather. And, you know, she can't imagine that anyone would accept anyone else. And she's probably pretty right there, obviously. And then also, you know, of course, all the, t- the Tullys are, are in Rob's camp and she's like, well, Rob has, you know, all the advantage. He's won all of the battles that they've seen him in, you know, and she, but she does have this like little moment of fear of unless he loses. And <laughs> it's like, gotta be extra know. insulting just because they kind of grew up, you know, they knew him. Like, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, who's this, you know, probably feels offensive. to. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he was fostered by the Tullys. Yeah. yeah. Littlefinger yeah. was. Um, so of course this is a real moment of triumph for him after the whole, you know, debacle of him trying to fight Brandon Stark for Catelyn Tully's hand, you know, however many years ago. But I, I mean, I think most people in his def- like uh, not defending him, but in the defense of like, why would you accept? Most people would take it if you were in that position. You'd take it, even if it's this idea of it's cursed or what. You take the crap you could get. Well, yeah, but I big. mean, the thing is, I'm sure that he has orchestrated this. I'm sure he planned the whole thing himself, so he definitely oh, will take it. <laughs> 
probably <laughs> asked for this at some he point. He wants that. Yes, he probably like, does. I have this for this reason and that reason or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just pretty practical minded. I don't think he believes in any curses or any of that nonsense. So. Well, I, love, I love how Sansa, like 12 year old child of the North, knows enough to know that Heron Hall is cursed. Like everybody fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's just known. <laughs> So, and here we get to, like, this is, like, 600 knights. They knighted, six, like, this is just insane. Like, is that even possible? <laughs> is it feasibly possible they get people to sit for this long? With only three <laughs> so people excessive. from the King's Guard. With only three <laughs> yeah. guys. Yes, knight, yes. 600 people. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are we did he, just, did he just pull, like, did he do the math? Did he just pull a number out of his ass? And was like, okay, this sounds like a lot. <laughs> Oh, well, what's funny is we can assume that Braun is somewhere in this number of 600 oh. dudes standing around in their underwear. <laughs> oh, God, that's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of which, and not to be like, not to be, not to be a Tyrion apologist, not, not to contribute to Tyrion's martyr syndrome, yeah. but like no mention whatsoever uh. of Tyrion's role. Yeah, that's good. Them that, surviving oh, the Blackwater, let alone winning. That's why when he called him the savior, that's so insulting. Called Tywin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's like, I know. He's like, there's no mention at all. They're all these people. Like they're going down the lower and lower list of people. Uh, gosh. Mm. Yeah, and um, oh, and I meant to mention they strip um, the Karens of their lands, and Brienne was engaged to a Karen when she he died oh. when she was young. He was her original betrothed. You know. Oh. When she was a little kid who died of some sickness or something. <laughs> Just had to throw it in because I, I knew we'd get an ask if we didn't say anything. Oh, that's yet. good. That's good. I forgot. Brienne did have a connection <laughs> to the Karens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. So, yeah, the only Kingsguard that were around, they said, was Ares. Well, uh, not Ares. It was uh, Balan, Swan, Murren, Trant, and Osmond Kettleblack. So, that's the three that were. <laughs> the crappiest, really. <laughs> Yeah, because like Ares Okar is adored, Mandon Moore isn't perished in battle, and the Hound vanished. So, yeah, they're kind of in a sorry state there. <laughs> um, so those who basically, and then they they talk about what happens to the people who who change. Yeah, there's people who change their allegiance during battle. Like that seems so chaotic. And who would have proof of this? Like, is there's people around like that notate this? Like, let's go to the manager and tell them I'm changed. Like, you'd have to have uh, maybe witnesses. I don't know. I would think maybe if you just say you did. Like, I don't know how yeah. that works. Right? Like, and like, at what point does it happen? It's like, oh, I'm about to be stabbed. Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait one second. <laughs> I'm with you guys. <laughs> so it's like those people just have to swear fealty but the ones who fought until the end so you know the talk, clock was ticking here the ones were they they compelled them to speak so like um at that point even at this point they said that like if you beg forgiveness in front of joffrey you could still be welcomed back and you get your land rights restored so it sounds like there's a lot of outs like it sounds like a, like just pretty honestly pretty lenient like in the sense of like this well, world you i know? think it's in like, many ways this is do? kind of how feudal <laughs> systems are set up because you are obligated to follow your liege lord's lead and yeah, things so sense. there is an acknowledge of that hey acknowledgement that you know hey you probably got swept up into this maybe you didn't actually want to follow stannis i mean you know so you kind of have to offer outs to people yeah. um and they do which you know is is you know pretty pretty good it wouldn't be too tough but what they don't anticipate is that 
there are some full on like cultish de- devotees of the Lord of Fire in here that they're not going to be able to <laughs> win over. Tell us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because that's why they said there was a handful and like there was a knight with that. And I wasn't sure that it just had a fiery heart on his. Or is it just like, does he just kind of throw in random ones or does somebody know what the. That's Stannis's new sigil is this oh, fiery heart. Okay, thing. okay. So she wasn't aware because I guess she's from her perspective didn't know what that was. Okay. So he had the fiery heart and he's raging at Joffrey, calling him an abomination, uh, promising defeat when King Stannis returns. And. You know, Joffrey's demanding that he be killed. Um, and he, you know, he said to other people, he kind of like, oh, send him back, be killed. This guy was just, you know, pretty much laying it on pretty thick and, you know, I guess saying his part of it. And um, he wouldn't stop. So uh, Joffrey's like gesticulating and kind of like cuts himself on the throne. And then this is kind of another chaotic, you know, situation where he's he cries for Cersei and, you know, he's bleeding and they're trying to quiet him down or usher up the door. And it's just, this kind of made me laugh because, like, t- I can just totally picture in my mind's eye, like, Tywin calmly moves to sit. He sits down and then they say this third step in front of the throne and he announces that they will continue, but they will have no more follies. And I think people would listen to that. <laughs> it sounds so scary that you'd actually listen to that. <laughs> Oh God! Yes. Well, there's there's so much imagery in this chapter, like you know, Tywin hauling himself into the throne room, and then you know his horse taking a giant shit at the bottom of the throne. I mean, like there, that's that's really you know vivid imagery. And then you have this thing of of Joffrey being cut by the throne and having to run away, crying to Cersei, and and Tywin having to take over because this oh, is a long running thing of how you know this stupid. Well, the Iron Throne is, in fact, a throne of swords, and there are a bunch of blades, and you can very easily be cut on them. And there, there's much talk about how, you know, Aerys II, who Jaime killed, used to get cut on the throne all the time, and then you have Joffrey getting cut on the throne. And, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's to evoke the idea that this is someone who doesn't belong on the throne, and it just couldn't be more stark or vivid. But you see, you see Tywin go sit on the third seat, and he's fine there. <laughs> Which of course he probably sat on the throne quite a bit when he was hand for Eris, so you know he can he can handle it. You can see that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, it's a uh, God. Yeah, I, I don't. It's like I don't want to say like I, <laughs> he's got his work cut out for him <laughs> to deal with this mess. But I mean, I guess you know, I think anybody kind of you know you cut. You want some help? He's how old is Joffrey? I don't at this want point? to sit on a throne of swords. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Oh gosh. Okay, so the light outside. This is a dragon on, and the light outside is starting to fade. Um, and it's it seems like she just finally decides it's safe. Like you know, Cersei Joffrey are gone. It's safe to return to her chambers. Um. Once she's there, she you, know, you kind of get this like they say, oh, she like squeals into her pillow because she's just so happy, you know, stifling her shrieks of joy. Um, she waits until it's full dark and then she makes her way down to the God's Wood. When um, she's there, she's there to meet Dantos, and he kind of quickly brings her down to earth, and he reminds her that like she's a valuable hostage. Um, they're not going to send her, you know, just send her home. Um, and it's kind of nasty too. He grossly like there's this whole. I guess he's drunk, or but he's still nasty. And he grossly kisses her ear, and he promises he's going to help her escape. And um, Santa asks him, you know, when is this going to happen? Um, and I guess I'll I'll read this next little bit because kind of easier than explaining it. But uh, 
The night of Joffrey's wedding, after the feast, all the necessary arrangements have been made. The Red Keep will be full of strangers, half the court will be drunk, and the other half will be helping Joffrey bed his bride. For a little while, you will be forgotten, and the confusion will be our friend. The wedding won't be for a moon's turn yet. Marjorie Tyrell's at Highgarden. They've only now sent for her. You've waited so long. Be patient for a little while longer. Here, I have something for you. And Sir Dantas fumbled in his pouch and drew out a silvery spiderweb, dangling it between his thick fingers. It was a hairnet of fine-spun silver, the strands so thin and delicate the net seemed to weigh no more than a breath of air when Sansa took it in her fingers. Small gems were set wherever two strands crossed, so dark they drank the moonlight. What stones are these? Black amethyst from a shy, the rarest kind, a deep true purple by daylight. It's very lovely, Sansa said, thinking it is a ship I need, not a net for my hair. Lovelier than you know, sweet child. It's magic, you see. It's justice you hold. It's vengeance for your father. Dantos leaned close and kissed her again. It's home. Oh, God. I had forgotten that they gave this yeah. to her in Clash. That she had it. So yeah, far I ahead. did. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize because that's a lot to trust her with. The deal is it. It's not poisonous until it hits liquid, right? Was that the deal? Yeah. Okay. I think okay. so. That seemed kind of dangerous. I mean, I guess what what are the chances it would get wet? But still, it's kind of. Well, how much do they care about Santa too? Is uh, another question, and probably not enough to care that much. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. we um we actually have a question about that. Um, <laughs> Carter Girl seventy five on Discord asks, "Why do you think Dantos gave Santa the hairnet now when the purple wedding is at least a month away?" She's taking an awful chance yeah. um, because she might have decided to wear it at any point, which might have led Cersei or Joffrey to know that she had something unfamiliar to them and taking it away from her, or a servant couldn't have stolen it, or oh. the amethyst could have fallen out. It, it couldn't have been in there too securely, or else it would have caused a scene when Sansa's hairnet was adjusted at the oh. wedding, and they couldn't oh. probably amethyst loose. So yeah, so many things could have happened from now until then. Um, so it's definitely a huge chance to like to be giving it to her now. Yeah, it's a little weak. I'm I'm gonna be real with you. It's a little weak. I don't know why. Yeah, those are all really excellent points. Like I yeah, I didn't th- I thought most like oh danger, but yeah, that that would be because they and Cersei notice everything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And in the way it's going to be delivered, what's the point of giving it to her anyway? Oh. Yeah. That is yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all excellent points. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, I really can't come up with a good actual reason other than for the drama. Yeah, he it. thought it was the cool. Narratively. Dra- <laughs> it only just puts Sansa in danger. That's all it does. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. And and they're right, because it's like Cersei may not notice, but the servants would notice and tell Cersei that there was some new jewelry or whatever. Yeah, and she would have been, Sansa would have been blamed no matter what, because she left. Yeah. She was gone afterwards, so they didn't need a hairnet to blame her. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there is no, I don't think there is a really good... I mean, it I sounds cool. Really it sounds pretty. <laughs> yeah, black amethyst from a shot. Like that. I mean, that's why we needed to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, this would be awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Is there any more mail? Or uh, Yes, we have some more mail. So, um, Buck O'Hare on Discord asks, which bit of Stormland's booty would you have claimed? What title would you want Tywin to bestow on you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Well, the Stormland's kind of like famously poor, right? I think that's the poorest region. So I don't know. <laughs> whatever would get me left alone. Know, just... the... <laughs> yeah, whatever would get me left alone. <laughs> that would be. Is it? What would anything? Where is Tarth? <laughs> Tarth is in the Stormlands. Tarth, Tarth is in the Stormlands. Tarth... I'd probably just yes. go to the Sapphire yes. Isle just because of the name. <laughs> 
name. Yeah, there's no actual sapphires. I, I, yeah, I don't know that. I, I, I maybe I, maybe I'm misquoting there, but I think it, I think it's perceived as the the poorest place in Westeros. Oh gosh. Um. So no more, Mr. Bondi on Discord. Um. They say the Tyrells necklaces. The Tyrells. The necklaces handed out to the Tyrells sound gaudy and awful but they also sound ornate oh, yeah. <laughs> Tywin must have a team of jewelers on standby to start whipping up balls as soon as the battle is done uh, um, uh, yeah <laughs> I'm glad they brought that up because I think at one point it was in my notes and I, I didn't see it so I must have like somehow took that out but yeah those are uh... <laughs> they were I was thinking like what is the point just to like sort of give people well, your swag first- or like <laughs> Part of the point might be that the the Tyrells and the Lannisters are the richest families in Westeros. Uh, so there might be an element of Tywin wanting to go way over the top to really be like okay. showing Tyrells just how much money the Lannisters have. I don't know. I have no idea. Probably that. Although yeah, the, the Tyrells love that kind of stuff too. <laughs> no prompting whatsoever. So yeah, they seem to love gaudy stuff too. Like in their they own all way. Love gaudy <laughs> fucking stuff. I mean, including Jamie. Let's just be really frank here. Just <laughs> And it, I mean, I will say that aside from like the the gold and thickness, like some of the stuff sounds cool. Like the idea of mixing that imagery of the roses and the lot that seems kind of cool. You know, you could come up with some pretty cool designs. Like I like that part of it. It could, it could go houses. either way, cool. Yeah. Though it could be cool or it could be <laughs> lions with like rose crowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh goodness. Um, we have a couple more pieces of mail. So, um, Cardinal Girl 75 on Discord, um, which do you think people in the throne room had a harder time not laughing at? The horse's massive dump at the base of the Iron Throne, or Garland telling Joffrey that Marjorie had heard tales of his wisdom, courage, and chivalry? And it's gotta be the latter, because I read that like, wait a minute, did they actually say this out loud? (laughs) Imagine falling in love with Joffrey by reputation. I mean, at least he's good looking, maybe person you might be enchanted but by reputation my god oh gosh yeah because you know people talk so there must have been so many stories about him since he was a kid you know people talk because they're already planning to murder him i mean like (laughs) (laughs) and then hearing that and then hearing him cry for his mother after he gets cut which i mean he was cut okay but come on <laughs> do that behind the scenes wait till you get through the king's door to start <laughs> goodness like the way they the way it sounds like they had to carry him out yeah. was like it was just a scene <laughs> uh, okay our um our last piece of mail from cardinal girl um 75 sansa notes that joffrey gives tywin a sullen look before breaking betrothal to sansa Obviously, he doesn't want to give up his favorite plaything. What do you think Tywin would have done if Joffrey had refused to set Sansa aside? I, I don't think Joffrey could refuse. I don't. Send him to bed without supper, which is something he does later <laughs> on. I mean, like, he, exactly. Tywin does whatever he wants. I'm trying to think in the context of everything. So is he just kind of loved tormenting Sansa kind of thing? Like, love to hate her kind of? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he did. Or I mean, attracted to yeah. her at base. I don't know. Very basic. He like, will continue yeah. to torment her. He yeah. does love tormenting her. Yeah. He enjoys it. He yeah. enjoys that he can like go like poke at something that that is so closely related to Rob. I think, and like I think that's part of the weird fun that he because because I'm wondering and like that can't poke back. 
Yeah, because yes. he must be afraid or or think that he can't do the similar to Marjorie. Or I don't know what point that would change if they... It would eventually have changed, yeah. but yeah, yeah, understands that he's not allowed to do that to Marjorie yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> um, and that's all our mail. Okay. Well, those were good. Any final thoughts? I mean, it was pretty cut and dry. Uh <laughs> It's it's a lot of I mean there there are many laundry lists in this chapter so <laughs> yeah that's it did feel like one of those yeah 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 oh Sansa <laughs> oh gosh and it's always like you feel like oh there's hope here he literally got half a page of happiness yeah which is nothing I guess yeah <laughs> okay um, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit and follow us on twitter at door podcast uh, please like review and subscribe to us on apple podcasts and podbean all those places all the places you might listen and support us on patreon at close the door I'm closing the door get out get <laughs> out